Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast where you can learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from man's point of view. And today we're going to dive in with uh, an admission. I don't understand introverts. Um, that's not an attack on introverts. It's anything uh, pretty humbling for me. Uh, my job is to understand people and work with people and, and uh, uh, appreciate the nuances of dating and relationship dynamics. And um, one, of, one of my blind spots is the ability to understand uh, introverts because I'm so the opposite, right? I'm an extrovert. I've, I've never had a thought that I haven't expressed out loud. And um, uh, I lead a very introverted life. I mean, I, I, I work from home. I don't commute. I do a lot of writing. Um, uh, so there are weeks I, I barely even leave the house. Um, but uh, my personality type is to be around people. I, I get energized around people. Um, and that's not particularly unusual. But when you sort of dive into the research and the minimal research I did, I realized that um, over 50% of the world is introverted, which means that um, there's a there's a growth curve. There's a lot to, to understand about introverts and learn from introverts. The issue, and part of the reason that we're, we're diving into this introvert-extrovert thing, um, again, it's not to throw introverts under the bus, it's really to find out what kind of pairing um, is going to work uh, for you as a couple. Um, there's introverts-introverts, extroverts-extroverts, um, and you know the, the cross-pairing. So by the end of this podcast, we're really gonna talk about what, what may work best for you. First, let's start with uh, a definition. Um, introverts, um, I've always been taught, uh, but was actually recently just challenged, are people who get energized by retreating to their nest, right? Extroverts come alive around people. They're going to get energy from being around people. Introverts um, have a, a smaller tolerance for being around other people and are more likely to recharge by being home alone. At least that's the going story. 10 minutes ago, I was reading on my phone um, an article that was linked to me from the New York Times, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to cite it, that challenged that. Um, so this, this is new information for me too, but basically they said uh, introverts and extroverts do get the same energy about being around people, but rather introverts have essentially a lower tolerance for it. They just need less of it. So an extrovert could wants to be the first person at the party and the last person to leave. The introvert still enjoys being at the party, just they can get what they need in an hour and a half of it. Um, and that sounds like it might be even a better definition. Um, being an introvert doesn't mean that you are necessarily a misanthrope who doesn't like people. The problem, uh, as I see it, is that the world is largely geared towards extroversion. And again, that's not a slam on introverts. The perception of introverts, and this is what I got from you know, doing a little online research, right? the perception of introverts is that they are aloof or weird or insecure or boring. Uh, and that's not true any more than the assumption that all extroverts are toxic, uh, soul-sucking narcissists who are tone deaf to other people's needs. Um, sometimes, uh, 
you know, that, that can be true. But for the most part, that's not, that's not the whole story. Um, introverts have a ton of strengths. They're uh, imaginative and they're focused and they're good listeners and they're, they're peaceful and they're often more humble. Um, and so the perception that they may be shy or rude um, is not necessarily reality. It's that they only talk when they feel they actually have something to say, where extroverts will talk for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and what makes this even more complicated, uh, and it's, it's tough to acknowledge this, people don't always want to hear it, is that perception is reality. Right? Um, how we identify matters to a degree in terms of our own self-esteem, but ultimately it's about how people judge us. If I think that I sh should be a male model, <laughs> that's not gonna happen just because I think I'm really good looking. If I think I should run an investment bank um, because I'm a really bright guy who's got a good math SAT score, well, that's silly. My own perception of my intelligence is therefore irrelevant. It's actually how others perceive me. So if you're quiet and withdrawn, if you don't socialize that much and you don't share your thoughts with anybody outside your inner sanctum, what conclusions can people draw about you? Right? And that's, that's, again, that's one of the tricky things about being an introvert in a world that, that highly values first impressions. Um, introverts are not always geared towards dating where you have to make a strong first impression in a really short period of time. Uh, you got 90 minutes to, to, you know, make the impression that makes someone want to go out with you a second time. And that's, you know, I, I'm a coach for women, but if, you know, men are listening to that. If, if you're an introverted man and you go on a date and you don't assert your personality because you're just asking questions and kind of being quiet and getting a feel for the room or you're uncomfortable in, in any way and making an extreme case, but that's not always going to be the best for dating. Right. Um, introverts probably my, my guess is that they're even better in relationships because they're they're they might be more in, intuitive uh, or soft spoken or better listeners. Um, but to get that that first date, to make that strong first per, first impression, to build up uh, connection and chemistry, uh, it's, it's often an extrovert's world. So if dating involves a certain amount of advertising, sometimes it feels like introverts are advertising themselves with a you know, it's like you're putting out a product that's just got a, you know, a, a blank white label and we have to sort of guess what's inside. Um, so uh, terms I always use, it's never right and wrong. It's effective or ineffective. What works, what doesn't. Um, we're not going to try to suggest that anybody is wrong. We're just trying to observe reality. Here's how it works. Uh, what, you know, what, what's working for you, what's not working for you, and, and who should you ultimately pair with? Um, uh, you can change to accommodate your partner. If you're an extrovert, you could accommodate your partner's needs. If you're an introvert, you could go be more extroverted to be with that partner, or you could pair with someone who's just like you. My wife and I are both extroverts. Um, I'm, uh, she's a stay-at-home mom. I work from home. We have a really, really active social life. We need to be around people. So at the end of the day, we need to talk. We need to connect. We need to get out of the house. Um, and sometimes that flips over. She's even more extroverted than I am. Um, so sometimes I'll notice that we're booked for four straight days and that's, I don't want to, I love going out and I don't want to go out for four straight days. And so, um, there's a cost sometimes to being with an extrovert who, who always needs to be out and about 
always needs to talk, right? It's not going to have a moment of silence in, in, in the home. Um, at the same time, what we have works for us because, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't love silence. I like to hear what's on my wife's mind. I, I feel more connected to her when we're out and when we're sharing. My sister, on the other hand, is an introvert and she married an, an introvert. Uh, they are perfectly content, my, my sister and her husband, uh, staying at, at home. They don't have a, a, a ton of friends. Uh, they don't socialize very much. He could play video games. She could read books. They've got two kids. And, and um, for them to be in crowds is somewhat draining and overwhelming, um, even though they have, they have wonderful personalities. It's, their, their, their choice is, is to be their, the life that they build uh, works. Um, uh, the best example that I, that I know of, of an introvert-extrovert pairing is my friend uh, Carol Allen and her husband Bill. Carol's like me, an, an, an extroverted writer. Her husband's an extreme uh, introvert. We're seeing them tomorrow night, um, but we're driving to their their neighborhood, their house, um, and it's, it's going to be a short affair. The way Carol and her husband handle things is they usually take separate cars to parties. She'll come early and stay late. He'll stay for an hour and a half. And that, just the separate car thing has, has largely saved their marriage because they have such different ways of operating. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk uh, more specifically about issues that come up around introvert-extrovert pairings, how we're going to navigate them. Uh, I'm excited to share it with you. My name is Evan Marcatz. This is the Love You Podcast, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Uh, you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And this is the second half of our podcast on introvert-extrovert pairings. And um, we're talking about whether introverts and extroverts can work as a couple. Um, uh, I gave a couple of uh, examples um, in the first half about extrovert-extrovert, introvert-introvert, and introvert-extrovert pairings. Um, uh, I would think in general, not to tip the ending, that, that uh, when you're aligned with someone, uh, you're going to have more compatibility. It'll be, simply be easier because you're on the same wavelength. But that's not to say that, that both introverts and extroverts can't get something good out of a mixed pairing. Um, I know there are many introverts who enjoy being around extroverts because they are lively and they are interesting and they are the center of attention and they do like to listen and observe. Um, and I know there are extroverts who appreciate introverts for that very reason. They get to sort of express their mind and, and have the spotlight for a little bit. And so um, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm waiting things you know, too far in one direction. Um, but issues are going to come up in, in all sorts of pairings uh, in, in different facets. Let's just talk about communication, for example. Uh, introverts um, are more likely to let things sit inside for a long time. Uh, they're, they're, they're more deliberate about processing things. They're not as reactive, right? They'll get some information, they'll sit, they'll think about it, they'll internalize it. You know, what should I say? How should I say it? It's not as, as off the cuff. Um, and that kind of uh, behavior, while completely normal, as we said, it's 50% of the population, um, reads as mysterious to extroverts who usually speak before they think, right? It's 
you know, if, if you've ever had a, a moment, and I've had many of them, the what are you thinking moments, well, sometimes um, uh, someone doesn't even know what he or she is thinking because they're, they're, they're still processing it. And, um, and extroverts have, have a real hard time with, with the lack of immediacy of that. So introverts are not wrong. In fact, as I said, they're often wiser for deliberating before they speak. Um, but the silence can be confusing. Um, uh, extroverts, on the other hand, uh, while you might always know where they stand because they're always speaking, uh, they will often come off as, um, as, as thoughtless or tactless or blunt or, um, you know, all, all those things that come with speaking before you think. Um, so how does this play out in a communi in communication in a relationship? Well, um, you know, there's, there's the person who brings up the thing that's really annoying them as soon as it happens while things are still hot and things can boil over um, because they haven't stopped to take a breath. And that's, that's one of the weaknesses of, of extroverts. And on the other hand, there's, you know, you could have an introvert who, who um, may be more withdrawn, less confrontational. And we'll let things simmer for a really, really long period of time without speaking. And then when uh, he or she finally does speak up, it really, it's like a volcano going off because they've let it sit for so very long. So once again, I'm just making observations from a coach's perspective. These are things that I've seen that people have done. Um, there's not a right answer, but there's strengths and weaknesses to both approaches. Um, issues can come up around flirting. Um, in relationships, and, and flirting is one of my favorite subjects, and, and there's an anecdote that really strikes me. I worked with a guy 10 years ago when I used to coach men, and he was an extremely successful multimillionaire guy, he flies his own private jet, that kind of guy, and um, he was relying on me to be his dating coach for a year. Um, I've never been a matchmaker, um, but in this instance, you know, he was willing to fly down from the Bay Area. He wanted to meet women in Los Angeles and just for, for fun. This is one early in our, our meeting. I, I invited two friends of mine out to meet him for lunch in Malibu. And so uh, we're, you know, we have a, a pleasant lunch and these are two girlfriends. Uh, you know, he's in his mid 40s. These are attractive women in their early 30s for the most part. and um, they had a lovely time talking. Uh, they, they knew each other. I knew them. Um, this guy pretty much just sat the entire meal and didn't say a word. He really just sat there in the entire meal, uh, picked up the check because he was the super rich one among us, picked up the check. The, my, my friends left, the two women left, and I said to my client, I said, what was that all about? What, what was going on? He goes, I... Um, I wasn't that attracted to them. I said, well, that's okay. That doesn't mean you don't speak. He said, well, I, you know, I'm not always like that. I'm, you know, with, with friends and family, I'm really outgoing. Uh, my nieces and nephews think I'm really funny. And, and he was, again, completely sincere. You, you may feel the same way, right? He's, he's obviously entitled to that. But I, I mean, I had to say from a, a coach's perspective, um, that he was he was missing something really important it's wonderful that you feel comfortable and warm around someone that you've known for your entire life the problem is if you don't bring that warmth and openness to every dating interaction you're not going to have much of an opportunity right it's not enough 
to, to say, give me another chance, I, I get much better in five years. You have, you know, again, you have the length of, of, a, of a phone call or a date to make an impression, to make someone want to come back for more. No more than you could go on a job interview and sit silently <laughs> through a job interview and wonder why you don't get a call back and say, hey, you know, give me another chance. I'll, I'll speak on the next interview or I'll speak once you hire me. Right? That's, that's not how it works. So this is one way uh, somewhat definitively that in introverts are at a disadvantage when it comes to dating. Right? And I'll emphasize I'm not trying to be overly critical. I'm not trying to play the right or wrong or good or bad card as much as it's definitely harder if you're not comfortable uh, speaking um, uh, to strangers uh, and being outgoing and warm and trusting and enthusiastic about a conversation with a stranger. And that's what it is. You're on a date. You're, you're talking with a stranger. It's, it's no more, it doesn't have to be any more intimate than talking to someone on the plane. And some people, you know, get chatty with the person on the plane and some people put in their headphones and don't want to talk and no one's right. But on a date, you can't put in your headphones. You, you got to talk. So, um, uh, if you're an introvert, you got to figure out a way to, uh, trust and bring the warmth on the first date to the best of your ability. That's probably not news to you, but it's an important skill to have, to show enthusiasm, to show warmth right up front. Um, or you could find someone who's, who's again, sort of equally shy and you could you could be comfortable with you know the the long long silences of two people who are waiting for the other person to take the lead in the conversation uh and that brings us to sort of the next question about conversations um extroverts um are very very comfortable talking about themselves and um and, and probably even talking about anything and this is like this i always refer to dale carnegie's how to win friends and influence people because how to Win Friends and Influence People, written back in the 30s. It was a book for like insurance salespeople, but it, it, it doubles as great dating advice. The way to make someone like you is to be enthusiastic and warm, uh, engaging, uh, and to not only speak about yourself, because people tend to drone on, right? there's a lot of guys who talk about themselves incessantly on a date, but to show genuine interest in other people. And, and, and that's, that's a strength that introverts can tap into. You might not want to share that much of yourself on a first date, but if you can eagerly show interest in the person across from you, oh my God, that's so interesting. What a great story. Tell me more, right? Tell me more. Everybody wants to hear that on a date. Right? That's music to, to, to any extrovert's ears. So you could be an amazing date without having to have the spotlight, just being genuinely interested in what someone else has to say. So I think it's important for you to understand that I'm not trying to turn introversion into some sort of uh, affliction or a handicap. It's not. But the nature of relationships, all relationships, right, is the exchange of information, right? Uh, if we people get closer just by sharing information. The more information you share and the more intimate information you share, the closer you feel. Right? If I tell you a story about my sixth grade girlfriend who broke my heart, or I tell you a story about how my father passed away, or I tell you um, some story about um, my epiphany about how I was dating the wrong women, right? You feel closer to me because you understand me better. Right? That exchange of information is really, really important. So to make yourself vulnerable, to make yourself authentic, to be willing to put yourself out on the line um, is, is an asset. It's an asset to all 
all relationships. Um, being an introvert is a strength in many aspects of life, as we've, we've already acknowledged, right? But it can be a challenge as a, a romantic partner, especially in the beginning when you're trying to establish that kind of connection. So, but most people are not extreme one way or the other. Most people are, you know, are, are, are on a spectrum, right? I mean, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm an extrovert, but I'm, I'm a writer. I, I, need time, I need time alone. My wife might want to go out every night of the week. I need time to chill from time to time. So in the big, broad spectrum, um, people are not one thing or the other. There's plenty of introverts who are actually funny and social, and there's plenty of extroverts who don't dominate conversation. So uh, if you're at either end of the spectrum, and this is the kind of thing you don't need to take a test, you can kind of just know who you are and how you operate with, with people on dates and in crowds. Um, if you're on either end of the spectrum, you're probably better off with someone who's a lot like you if you're somewhere more in the middle of the spectrum, you could pair off, pair off with a whole range of people. Um, it's not altogether different than politics or religion, right? If you're too, if you're really far on one end of the spectrum, right? If you you know if you accept Jesus Christ as your savior and you go to church every every Sunday and that's the center of your universe, well, you know, going out with an atheist like me is probably not a great call. Um, but an atheist like myself religion so not a big deal I could date all you know a, a whole spectrum of people they don't have to think like I do um, as long as as long as they're not too religious so if you're on any sort of extreme you probably need to find someone like yourself um, uh, but if you're anywhere in the middle of that bell curve you can date people who bring out different facets extroverts who are uh, engaging and draw attention and and could be more socially dynamic or introverts who are are more patient and introspective and don't dominate conversation. And, and again, there's, there's, there's strength in both, both approaches. So I'm certainly not pushing you in one direction or the other uh, as much as trying to put on the table the, 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 the strengths and weaknesses of, uh, of, of both parties. So there's no right answer. Um, you shouldn't judge yourself for being one or the other. You shouldn't judge people who are different than you. It's just right in all relationships, and we're going to get into this in, in future Love You podcasts, Good relationships are about finding just two puzzle pieces that fit perfectly. Right? And your puzzle piece might seem like it's unique, but there's someone out there who's a perfect fit for you, and you'll know if it's a perfect fit for you because it's fundamentally easy to be in that relationship with that person. So that's the thing that you know, I have with my extrovert wife and my sister has with her introvert husband. It's really, really easy because we're largely aligned. So thank you so much for joining me uh, on this Love You podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Next episode, I'm going to talk about how to act confident in dating when you're not really feeling it. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Please go to www.evanmarkcats.com. Give me your email address. I will send you free dating and relationship advice until you drop. And uh, I love you. I appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Take care.